Hello everyone and welcome to another Game Reactor Quick Look. Today we're going to be taking a look at a monitor from Gigabyte. And there is a couple of things that I've, I've been meaning to say about monitors like this. And it's one very positive thing and one very negative thing. So let's start with the positive thing. It is great how monitor quality and like lack of technical or specifications um, compromise has sort of fallen away in recent years, meaning that you, for a relatively low price, can get a relatively big monitor with relatively good panels for a relatively low price. Though used to, just I think five years ago, if I remember correctly, you have to sort of pick and choose your battles. Do I want high refresh rate? Do I want a large canvas? Do I want a nice broad color gamut coverage? Do I want a VA panel or an IPS panel? And you kind of had to pick a couple of, of aspects that you wanted to see refined and then you would pay for those. But in recent years, that has, again, as I said, fallen away. So, and this, the Gigabyte M32QC kind of proves that. There's a lot of monitors out there that prove it, but this in particular does so. Because slight curvature, as you can see, but 32 inches, by the way, which is a large monitor canvas to be working with or playing on. And at the same time, you get uh, 1440p resolution, 170 hertz, one millisecond response time, a 3000 to one contrast ratio, and around sort of 350 to 400 nits sustained uh, brightness, as well as a KVM switch, um, a USB Type-C DP Alt-In with 18 watts of power, um, a USB out, um, and a decent swivel and height adjustment, and again, 32 inches, I think, in a curvature which isn't as, so curved that it will break the aspect ratio of certain games. I mean, this should run pretty much anything. And all of this is available to you for around $500. That is really good. And the thing is, this, even though that this isn't strictly made for content consumption or creation, more for gaming, and so responsiveness with the 170 hertz refresh rate and one millisecond response time was obviously like a big, a big selling point, but still 100% sRGB color gamut coverage and around 95% of the DCI-P3 color gamut, which is better than you'd expect and certainly better than what budget-friendly monitors used to offer. So it's big, it's relatively color accurate, it has 170 hertz refresh rate at 1440p, which I think for a lot of people, you won't need like bigger refresh rates. Yeah, obviously you would get something with a lot higher if you were mainly playing like CSGO or Dota or something like that, where you can even with mediocre like components in your PC, rack it up the frame rates to uh, exceed 170 FPS. But still, for kind of a jack-of-all-trades approach, it's really good. There's even a built-in sort of um, uh, cable management in here and a relatively strong arm, which does tend to wobble. I can kind of show you that. But still, where the compromise is can be kind of hard to spot at first glance. So just initially, apart from having HDMI 2.0, which is sad considering that HDMI 2.1 would unlock the full potential of something like the Xbox series or the PS5. But then again, this does not have either 8K or 4K, 120 FPS. Like this has a 1440p um, display, so it doesn't wouldn't really need HDMI 2.1, but still there are some aspects of that format which we would like to see more broadly implemented. But 
you know, for $500, you do get a lot of monitor for your money. But this leads me to the negative thing. And I do think that while we are seeing some innovations from Huawei with the Mate View display and MSI with their creator PS341WU, I can't quite remember. But the main point I'm trying to make is that I do feel like that we've gotten to a point where we are plateauing in terms of monitor design. Because with Gigabyte, even though that they would argue that the, like where they um, offer up more like nicer materials and better design is on their more expensive Aorus line, I've seen this V-shaped foot many, many times. And it is as plastic and as finicky and as cheap feeling as they have been for years. At the same time, there is quite a lot of wobble on the screen if you move it. The All of it is in matte black plastic. And I just feel like, why don't we try aluminum finishes? Or maybe, why don't we try painting them white? Or what about we made a foot, even though that um, it should provide stability, it clearly really doesn't. Um, why don't we try having a more of a desk space saving foot here? Why don't we try just basically modernizing the expectation that we can have of a gaming display to go away from the matte black plastics that we used to do? Because it can't be that much more expensive trying something new. Sure, like choosing aluminum or some kind of metal powder coating would probably add to the cost. But I think a lot of people are ready for not having these, this black plastic everywhere, which sucks up dust and which will look chintzy just after a couple of months of use. So I'm applauding Gigabyte for adding so many different technical aspects to this impressive package, which is the M32QC. But I would also like beg for some aesthetic and visual innovation on this particular field. I think that would do us a lot good. For much more on the M32QC, stay tuned to Game Rector. See you on the next one.